Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work. We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive. Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode number 76. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. We look at another brand new release in the horror genre. That's right, we are getting so many horror titles coming our way at the moment. The amount of cinematic horror releases in the UK for April alone has made me dub it that April is the new October. Um, Three cinematic horror runs um, that we've had thus far and over the next couple of weeks I will be covering all three of them in bonus episode reviews on podcasts under the stairs. So in this one we will be looking at the brand new release Ghost Stories uh, by Andy Ryman and Jeremy Dyson. On the next bonus episode which will be coming in about a week's time a week on Sunday to be precise, I'll be looking at A Quiet Place, a brand new horror movie as well. And then uh, the week after that, so two weeks from now, we will be taking a goosey gander, a wee critical eye over the brand new Blumhouse affair, Truth or Dare. That's right, did not intend that to rhyme, but I'm sticking with it because it makes me sound like I planned it out and I'm professional. I'm not. I'm neither. Uh, no plans were made. <laughs> no rhymes were meant. Uh, professionalism out the window. But yeah, we're going to be looking at ghost stories. Now, this movie's been out for approximately two weeks in the UK as it currently stands. But I believe, if my sources have told me correctly, that on the day this episode drops, it will be landing a full one day ahead of its US release which is quite exciting. So, be mindful, ladies and gents. As always with the podcast Under the Stairs, there will be a non-spoiler for new movie reviews followed by a full spoiler review. So, if you've not checked this movie out yet, if you're planning on checking it out, please check that time code to make sure you don't listen to the spoils that come up. Or, just hold off on this episode until you've been to see the movie and then come back and listen to it later on. Either or, neither nor. Ladies and gents, oh yes, we're going to be talking about some more modern horror. Now, uh, a little preamble before we we jump into this bonus episode, which will not run long, ladies and gents, not run long at all. But Ghost Stories was the movie opening the Glasgow Fright Fest that I should have seen, but because of horrible snow in this country, fucking terrible weather, and I'm preaching to the choir, ladies and gents, I'm still seeing photos of my American peeps snowed in. Snow still coming, you know, at this stage in April, fuck that. But yeah, uh, this was the opening movie, one that I was genuinely excited about checking out um, since I think it was maybe September, October last year. The Guardian wrote an article on this movie 
uh, and the hype train began for me saying how amazing it was. I had a special one-off screen in London and then no word about when it was coming. Um, and then it played, I think, a couple of festivals and then it was announced it was playing its uh, um, UK premiere at Glasgow Fright Fest and then I couldn't see it. Uh, apparently it played to a fairly empty house as well because most people were like me, trapped in snow. Um, so yeah, this has been a long time coming for me. I had to wait an additional, what, six weeks to see this movie out from Fright Fest so I could not wait to go and check it out. So um, yeah, that review will be coming up after the first break. Now this is the second of three episodes out this week, ladies and gents. That's right, the first one was concluding the Maniac Cop trilogy with my good buddy Andy Blockley. Hopefully you've checked that out, that was a ton of fun running through that series and I'm already starting, the gears are turning uh, for what the next series that me and Andy might look at later on in the year, the next kind of shorter franchise. Uh, leaning towards Warlock for some reason, don't know why, but leaning towards Warlock. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming somewhere down the line, but I, had, I did have a lot of fun, and once again, huge thanks to Andy Blockley for joining me for that series. We have this bonus episode, obviously, covering ghost stories, and then this Sunday, we'll be dropping disc 5 of the 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews, looking at Zombie Holocaust. Now, I know what you're saying. Duncan, you just reviewed Zombie Holocaust like in the last two months with a fantastic Ricky Morgan. You're right, I did. But uh, I'm working on the premise that not everyone is listening to every episode of the podcast Under the Stairs and we appear to have picked up a few new listeners that I think are only doing the 88 Films collection series, so this one's for you. Uh, plus it gets me a chance to talk a little bit more geeky about the movie and specifically about the release from 88 Films. So that'll be coming this Sunday. So there we go, that will roll out the rest of the week's scheduled programming. But it's time to take the first break of this show. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear a little bit of music. Let's fling some music in this episode. Then you're going to hear the trailer for our feature movie review on bonus episode number 76. That's right, we're going to be looking at ghost stories. All that and more coming right up right after this. All right, all right. Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Oh, Dave, number- Dave. Oh, what? the phone there, man. This isn't a show. It's a promo. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Wait, a, a porno? With just the three of us? Oh. Well, I guess I'm game if you guys are. No, no, no you idiot. A promo. Oh, promo. I, I knew that. I was just cracking wise. Okay, can we do this now? Ah, wait. Looks like I lost my notes. What are we going to do? Of course. Okay, look. I'll, I'll handle this. All right, everybody, I'm Christian. You may know me from TJF13, this guy over here. That's Dave Z. You may know him from Banana Laser, The Skeleton Crew, the ABCs of Hidden Horror. And this guy, this guy over here, that's Brandon. That's Brandon? That's it? That sucks, man. Yeah, what the hell's with that? There's nothing else you can say? No, not really. Well, he's quick with a joke. Or a light of your smoke. But there's someplace that I'd rather be. Ah, who cares about us? Let's say something about the cast. Okay, cool. We're the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. We review, dissect, critique, and make fun of horror movies new and old. 
Sounds a little bit cliche, but I guess it's okay. Dave, why don't you tell them a little bit about some of our big shows, like the 40 Years of Horror, our Top 50 Slashers, even our classic format of pairing a new and an old movie together. Yeah, and how I have to edit like three, four hour shows twice a month just because we watch and review so damn much. Yeah, and how we do feature length reviews, shorter length, round robin reviews, top 20 topics, and a lot of fun interaction with listeners. That about covers it. All right, sounds good, guys. I knew we could do it. Tell the fine folks out there where to find us, Dave. Oh, yeah. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast can be found on Horrorophilia.com, the Horrorophilia Network, LegionPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere that fine podcasts are heard. All right, that's a wrap. Now, guys, tell me, what's the deal with this uh, porno? Are you the caboose or the engine? Them's the jokes, folks.
ladies and gentlemen. My name is Professor Philip Goodman. <coughs> My job is to explain the unexplainable, untangle the truth from the fiction. You don't have to have your life ruled by superstitious fear. Incident. You don't believe, do you? Hello? I don't want people looking at me and thinking that I'm mad. Because I know what I saw. No, 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 no. Do you believe in evil, Professor? I didn't. Until that night. Maria? Science. I know you're still there. The spirit. I understand how easy it is to get confused. Don't let him force get into your head, mate. <gasps> everything is exactly as it seems. You don't know everything. Brain sees what it wants to see. And welcome back. So this is a feature movie review bonus episode at number 76 looking at Ghost Stories, which had its official UK release 6th of April. And I believe, like I said at the start, this comes out in America tomorrow, the 20th of April. So uh, yeah, this is maybe slightly early for the Americans, but um, slightly late for the Brits. So I'm working my way, honestly guys, I'm working my way through as much as possible. Um, so this movie is written and directed by Jeremy Dyson, he of League of Gentlemen fame. For those that were fans of the League of Gentlemen, I am a huge fan of League of Gentlemen. They will know that he was the kind of primary writing force um, behind that show. He obviously wrote it with the other comedians, but he didn't actually act in the show. I think he maybe had one or two cameos potentially throughout the whole thing but he wasn't really involved per se even when they came to do the what do you call it the the apocalypse movie they did for league of gentlemen he was actually played by someone else he wasn't played by himself so yeah that's worth noting um also features andy nyman uh, who is a kind of fairly prolific actor has done a lot of horror um I recently watched a movie with him as well. I never, I never click sometimes when you watch movies. You just don't click everything correctly. But um, Andy Nyman played the tumor in Kick-Ass too, uh, which is not a great movie if we're honest. Not a great movie. It's not a terrible movie either. So I can kind of live with that. Uh, his directing credits, not that much to be honest with you. He's done uh, a couple of shorts. Um, worked on a Darren Brown special for those that are into a bit of the the weird wacky world of Darren Brown and obviously making his turn over 
to doing a little bit here of um, of directing and ghost stories as well as writing. Um, the movie itself, before we get into details about cast, etc. and plot, um, started off as a play. Um, so, this is one of these ones where someone has adapted uh, a play, uh, which was, once again, written by Andy Nyman and Jerry, Jeremy Dyson. Um, a play that ran, I don't know how long it actually ran for when I think about it now. I want to say it ran for a couple of months in the West End of, um, of London. Uh, to fairly great reviews. I, I, I know a couple of people that actually attended it and thought it was really good. Um, Andy Nyman starred in that play, so he, he was a central role and of it has carried this over into the movie as well. And um, yes, that's given a bit of background. So this is not going to be a review which compares it to the play, although I think there are certain things in the movie itself which I can see have been taken over from a play environment which maybe affects the way the ending works. I don't know, I, I, I really don't know. Like I say, the first half here is really not going to be covering much in the way of, of spoilers. It's just going to be what I genuinely thought about the movie, uh, assigning a grade, um, and then we'll get into far more of spoiler territory, which I actually can't wait to get into because um, this movie has a whole lot to be celebrated for. Um, so yeah, so like I say, written and directed, by Andy Nyman and Jeremy Dyson. So, 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 let's uh, get into some of the casting. So, Andy Nyman plays Professor Goodman. Uh, Martin Freeman, uh, who has uh, gone on to obviously huge things now, uh, plays Mike Priddle, Paul Whitehouse, who is, if you're a fan of UK comedy TV, is almost an institution. He did a lot of work with uh, Harry Enfield. Um, and just a great comic actor like some of my favourite memories of growing up as a kid watching things like the Fast Show are characters that Paul Whitehouse used to put on the screen so it's kind of cool seeing him in this one he plays Tony Matthews uh, Alex Lothar who plays Simon Rifkind uh, Alex Lothar was in that show um, of the Fuck the World or whatever it was called uh, <laughs> a terrible uh, recollection for what the name of the show is but he was in that he was the the kind of main male character really kind of captivating presence on screen kind of plays unhinged uh, rather wonderfully and the movie obviously stars some other people but these are the main ones we're going to focus in on synopsis is listed on imdb is arch skeptic professor philip goodman embarks upon a terror-filled quest when he stumbles across a long lost file containing details of three cases of inexplicable hauntings. Um, not exactly accurate, and we'll get into why maybe that's not necessarily accurate as a description. So what did I think of the movie overall? I think um, it's kind of wonderful actually. There's a lot here which gave me the warm and fuzzies while watching it. Um, I love British horror movies. I'm a big fan of British horror movies and the resurgence in British horror over the last couple of years in particular but more over the, the kind of last decade where we went from doing some of the horror comedy stuff through the surrealist works of, of Ben Wheatley and his impact moving out uh, but into this as well you know the, the return of things like The League of Gentlemen the, the kind of dark 
seedier side of, of comedy and, and horror that mesh that Britain seems to do really well whether it's watching things like some of the darker aspects of the mighty bush um, right through I think the UK has a great finger on the pulse of, of kind of that dark heart of cinema and it's always it's always really exciting for me to get a chance to see a British horror movie in the cinema you don't often get to see them uh, it's usually America dominating and let's be fair they, they do it well but it's good to you know to, to give a bit of cred to the home turf um, so the, I knew what the concept of the movie was I'd seen the trailer quite some months ago this idea of a sceptic researching three stories of hauntings um, each more sinister than the other well that's what the trailer says anyway but I thought it was wonderfully shot it's got a really rich beautiful eye in terms of the detail the composition cinematography is like fucking wonderful and I, I really like that some of the, the set pieces and the designs for the different stories are are wholly different from each other as well so you get this great aspect of distance travelled or, or places been um, which I thought worked really well in its favour I thought the sound design was awesome it leans sometimes a bit more into the kind of jump scare tactics and the sound but to be honest with you a lot of that was used to invoke a bit of levity in the movie it definitely has a a darker sense in some of the stories but some of them are used just to give you that sigh of relief which I think they do once again really really well I think the casting is phenomenal um, I think whether it's um, following Andy Nyman himself as this guy who is clearly um, in control of his own destiny his own world and to see that unravel by being faced with things that he can't explain um, through the three stories in particular and the, the three main characters uh, behind their stories are kind of wonderful as well um, I think Alex Lothar maybe steals the show for me overall uh, the eccentricities in that character are, are incredible and the story he tells is wonderfully absurd but at the same time his delivery is what sells it for me his his reaction, his fear is what kind of sells it for me it's a great like standalone little kind of absurdist horror story I kind of love that um, I thought Paul Whitehouse uh, who is the first story in the movie is genuinely creepy it kind of evoked memories of it wouldn't be out of place with um, something on um, Black Sabbath for example uh, the Mario Bava anthology series there's this idea of just the, the way the lighting's composed and it had this kind of weird Italian feel to it that I quite loved this kind of haunting environment uh, which carried right through and I think it really does like lean a bit more into the Italian eccentricities in a way which I kind of loved um, and uh, the, the kind of final story of, of Martin Freeman's character I thought Martin Freeman was great in it smarmy, uh, pompous um, self-righteous 
as a character, he plays those aspects really well, which really sells that one. His story could be argued as being maybe the darkest out of the three, um, but the way it's put over, it's, once again, it's a change of pace, it's a change of tone, and I think that works really well in the movie's favour. Now, some of the reviews that are going around just now have been a bit more in the naysay on the ending and certainly when I went to see the movie, I went to see it with my buddy Dave, um, former curator of Rock and Real Reviews and, you know, multiple guests on podcasts under the stairs and we both got to the end of the movie and I could tell there was something quite off with him. Uh, he did not like the ending of this movie at all. I really liked it. I, I to be honest, we had seen elements throughout the movie which kind of gave me an idea of where it was going. Not to the full extent. I'm, not, I'm I definitely wouldn't try and put forward that. You know, I saw exactly where the movie was going, but I did realise that they were starting to focus on certain aspects, which when you come to the end all kind of tie in and it really makes me want to watch the movie again because I think there's probably a lot more of it hidden in there um, so I really liked the ending of the movie I thought in general there's only maybe one or two things which I, I think maybe didn't work as well as I thought it would um, but as as a podcast under the stairs really doesn't go into that it's more on a you know, our reviews are more done on our I feel, how did the movie make you feel? You know, it's that, that entertainment value, that way it grabs you. Um, those aspects didn't spoil my enjoyment of the movie. Um, and certainly in the spoiler section, when I detail them out, I'll tell you why they maybe would necessarily drag the overall aspects of a technical grade, which, once again, I'm not putting out on this show. So, uh, my grade for Ghost Stories... As a four and a half out of five, I, I genuinely thought it was a great movie. I would love to see this one make my end of year top 10. Um, it will definitely be in my top 20, but I'd love to see it make my top 10. Because uh, it's something completely different. And once again, you know, there's a bit of bias written for the, the, the home countries, etc. That I want to see a British horror movie do really well. I think it's one of the more unique experiences I had because ostensibly this is an anthology movie this is an anthology where we follow one character through there's a link there's a very clear link in story over the top and in the backdrop but we have three short ghost stories in the context of a movie which I really like that concept I, I wish personally more anthologies would do that um, and I would love to you know I would love to I would love the movie to be longer actually it's only about an hour and a half so you're getting some bang for your buck here you're getting three short ghost stories plus this overarching ghost story as well and like I say the acting is phenomenal thought the score was really good cinematography was great so yeah 4.5 I reckon when I get this movie on Blu-ray this one could be a 5 by the end of the year on a second watch I genuinely think it's just teetering, it's just teetering, I need that second watch just to put everything in context, but yeah, I kind of loved this movie, ladies and gents, kind of loved it. So, this is the point of the story um, and review where I must give you a little warning, and that warning is that I'm about to go into spoiler territory, and if you do not want this movie spoiled, trust me, do not let me spoil this movie for you, this is the point you watch it at time coding to see when it's safe to come back, uh, which will be the end of this episode. 
but please go and check this movie out. I can't stress it enough. Go and check it out in the cinema. This is a cinema room full of people sort of movie. Um, get that reaction, get the fun, get the enjoyment, get the darkness, the macabre from a, a full cinema full of people uh, there to, to check out a little ghost stories. But yeah, I'm going to spoil this movie and I'm spoiling it as of now. So Professor Goodman is a kind of famous professor who busts um, what he classes are con people, people that um, prey on the idea that there is an afterlife. Uh, there are these things, clairvoyance, these people like, uh, what was his name, jo John so John Edwards, the crossover show, uh, people that can claim to speak to uh, the dead, your, your loved ones, etc. When we meet him, he's in the process of doing this to a very famous sort of crowd-based um, clairvoyant and yeah he, he, he kind of makes a mockery of his, his thing and we, we get a bit of his backstory to find that he was really influenced by this previous guy who um, was fairly famous uh, in that field as well who went missing, vanished and then Professor Goodman gets this letter it tells him that this guy who he loved, admired and emulates uh, is still alive and he wants him to go meet him and we meet him and this guy's on his deathbed basically and basically what he says to, to Goodman is that he's changed his mind on everything he doesn't, you know, he no longer believes that the work he did was anything other than kind of bullshit, <laughs> this idea of the, the kind of knee-jerk response of someone that was actually afraid um, and to highlight this, he hands him three case files. So this is where the difference comes in from the the synopsis. He doesn't stumble across a long lost file containing details of three cases. He is given um, three cases, which are not long lost or old either, uh, because the characters in the cases are about the ages of, you know, how they're telling their stories. So he's given this file. And he's told to explain it. This guy who desperately wants him to tell him that, it, you know, there's an explanation because if that's the case, then he can die in peace. However, if he can't explain them that maybe there is an afterlife, you know, this is going to haunt this guy to the grave. Um, and we have our three stories. The first story uh, features, like I say, Paul Whitehouse. He is a kind of nighttime security guy. And um, they, we have an interview with him at the start where he talks about his daughter having locked-in syndrome and being, you know, in this hospital locked in, no, you know, no signs of life behind the eyes in this constant vegetative state coma. And we're going to hold on to that idea because we're going to come back and, and visit it later on. Um, and he tells the story of the last night he worked his job as a kind of night watchman in an abandoned insane asylum in the UK. And while he's kind of closing things up, you know, finishing off his last shift, he starts to hear noises, uh, people playing tricks on him, um, the plug coming out of his generator. And as he walks, kind of walks through all these different routes, things start to get a bit more tense and terrifying. Up to the point that he actually gets trapped in a room full of mannequins. And the big reveal 
and this one is uh, like a ghost-like girl who was a patient at one point and this you've got to imagine was a patient it's never really actually explained um, in this kind of hospital who traps him in a room and scares the living bejesus out of him so he explains this on to Professor Goodman who genuinely brushes it off as a, nothing more than a, a man who has rampant alcoholism and you know most likely a runaway imagination family guilt about his daughter um, that he imagined all this stuff so case one maybe not as bad as we thought uh, so we go to case number two which uh, features Alec Lothar uh, this is probably my favourite I thought this one was amazing um, such a British kind of such a British kind of story I remember my granddad telling me stories like this when I was a, a kid to terrify the living fuck out of me but um, we meet Simon Rifkind, uh, who lives in a house with his two parents. His parents are a bit weird, they don't really act normally. Uh, <laughs> we go in as you know, Professor Goodman goes in, uh, Alex is very jittery, won't make eye contact, face is very flushed, nose constantly running uh, with, with, with snot. Um, he brings them upstairs. Uh, Professor Goodman appears to see someone in the loft walking around in what looks like um, kind of sort of uh, hospital garb, you know, like a patient wears like a like patient clothing essentially, walking along. Hold on to that thought. So hold on to girl trapped in locked in syndrome, guy wearing a hospital outfit, um, goes into the room. The room is roasting. Um, Simon tells him there's no one upstairs which Professor Goodman at first kind of tries to fight him on but then realises that he doesn't actually want to go up there and we get told this story that Simon's a very jittery person at the best of times um, he lies to his parents probably because he doesn't really have his parents affection and he tells her this story that he did not pass his driver's test but goes to a party after telling his parents he has and he's driving the car and on the way back through the woods his parents are constantly phoning him he knocks over a what he thinks is a goat at first but realizes is a goat demon or a goat man um, and then the car breaks down and the the goat creature is very much alive um, and it starts to come for him and obviously he is terrified but he gets in the back seat and he runs away and he bumps into what he thinks is a tree and when he turns around it's some sort of demon creature and that's where the story finishes for that one Simon obviously fairly wound up by it all um, Professor Goodman goes to the location of the, the haunting and finds an overturned tree which he hypothesizes is probably the demon that Simon saw. Simon's a very, you know, mentally unstable young man and has probably imagined it all. So once again, no foul play here. As he's walking back to his car though, Professor Goodman sees himself in the car, grey-faced, gasping for breath. Hold on to that thought as well. Also worth saying that when Goodman was in uh, Simon's house, as he was walking up, he saw a picture that he had to clear some stuff away of, and the picture appeared to be of two boys we saw at the start of the movie um, kicking around the dead bird. Um, 
and a tunnel, which, you know, it's a weird photo, it doesn't look like a family photo, why is it on the wall? And he seems to have a, some sort of reaction to this as well. We'll jump on to the last story, uh, this one's with Martin Freeman, who is a very successful banker, um, and a wanker, <laughs> in the same sentence, who talks about this story, him and his, you know, super pro- professional wife waited off far too long to start having a family, his wife got pregnant at 40, um, and there were complications with the, the, the birth so much so that she stayed at like a, one of these private healthcare facilities um, and Mike himself who's played by Martin um, talks you through the two days that he spent at his house and in particular the issues that happened in and amongst the, the kids bedroom uh, that were doing the nursery particularly the crib with things getting flung around, noises, smashing, banging, um, the moving of this little doll wearing a, a yellow jacket, which is, you know, infinitely weird, uh, but yeah, this kind of yellow dolled jacket, which once again, hold on to that memory, yellow dolled jacket. Um, we carry it through right to the point that um, Mike tells him that, you know, the haunting has got worse over this two day period and it built up to a point where he received a phone call and found that his wife had died in childbirth uh, complications and there may be abnormalities or uh, deformities in the baby itself and that really concludes the three stories what then takes over is the Lincoln story um, Professor Goodman goes back to this doctor with three case files to tell him basically you know, there's nothing in here at all you know I'm a bit freaked out myself um, in particular when Mike's telling him the story he keeps seeing this guy wearing a parker hood like with the hood up following him about the place uh, which has kind of freaked him out so he's obviously been a bit jittery going through these stories dismisses it off goes back to tell this guy and at this point it's revealed that this guy this old professor guy isn't actually him at all, he removes his face off and it's Martin Freeman underneath it who then appears to show that the caravan that they're in has a fake wall and they go through it and end up at some train tracks and we follow this scene up and it's the scene from the picture we saw earlier on with the two boys playing with the dead bird that we've seen in several different Um, scenes earlier in a picture and it relives a story of when Professor Goodman was just a young lad and bullied by these two bullies outside this giant tunnel Um, and then this guy with learning difficulties uh, comes up and the two kids tell him that they want to play a game with him to make him his friend and the game is that he has to count the numbers there are 10 numbers in this tunnel and he has to get to the very end obviously Goodman tries to warn him that it's a trap um, but he's kind of threatened off and um, he ends up walking up this tunnel and because he's got learning difficulties he, he doesn't understand that these kids are exploiting him and he gets so far in that he must suffer claustrophobia or or potentially asthma, as later on said it's asthma, but he starts to get very short of breath and he kind of keels over and the two bullies run away and Goodman is faced with this dilemma, does he go in 
to an area which will scare the living shit out of him to save this kid, or does he just play it off that he was never there? And it turns out he played it off like he was never there. Um, you know, leaves just completely situation and runs away, and this has haunted him, this has carried through with him, and this is the, the kind of purgatory that Martin Freeman's character has shown him about this horrible situation that that happened to him and we get the this idea of this kid's corpse uh, returning to, to, to haunt um, Professor Goodman who is then revealed is actually in hospital in a comatose state he's actually in locked in syndrome like the first story uh, he's like the door he's locked in um, and not only is he locked in, but the little doll with the yellow coat from the third story is in the corner. Um, and furthermore, you know, we've obviously seen that play out from the picture as well. So all these events have actually happened. Uh, Goodman suffered uh, from some sort of depression. Probably the effect of this playing on him uh, into his adult life and locked himself in a car and killed himself with uh, carbon monoxide fumes, which was that scene we saw earlier on of him in the car with the grey face. And the people in the room, the people that have told the stories, are people that work in the facility. So we have uh, Paul Whitehouse as the janitor, uh, Martin Freeman as the doctor, and um, Alex Lothar as the, the kind of medical student. All throughout the movie as well, we've seen this kind of shot, a transition shot of looking at a window, and that's explained right at the very end as well. And that's the end of the movie. For the most part, I'd like I say, I thought the three ghost stories themselves are great standalone stories, and even together, like as an anthology, I thought were all super strong. I like the Lincoln story, and like I say on a second watch, I imagine some of the things I saw which lead into the end will be more prevalent, you know, throughout that watch watch it was a big jump to that ending um, some of the things I didn't necessarily like um, I don't necessarily think the order of the ghost stories are in the right way if that makes sense I don't think the scariest one is the end although that's how they hypothesize it and the, the trailer is you know each story more terrifying than the other uh, I think in terms of chills probably the first story is the more chilling uh, in terms of scare and atmosphere um, the second was perfectly placed and that first story I think maybe should go first actually and then you get a bit of space before Martin Freeman's character comes back in. Um, I thought you might think it might be a bit of a jump, certainly that was the impression that I got from my friend as he thought that the ending was too much of a stretch or it came out of nowhere and it really does kick you in the stones, it's a very bleak ending to the movie which has had a kind of fun upbeat pace before and I imagine that if this is the ending from the stage play that makes sense it, you know to me that kind of feels like if you're doing a horror play that's how you finish it you set things in an environment where you have that one shot on stage where we have our main character the reveal is given and all these other characters coming in and out um, that he's picking them up and is locked in state so he's still realizing people and his brain is overturning the worst moment of his life but emulating the, the people that he's seen into roles that he can identify where his brain is still active and trying to work through it. So I thought that was done really well. So yeah, the order may be slightly different. Um, the other thing I would say is the start of the movie, um, 
it's a weird thing they do where it's at first it's him being recorded for a TV show and then it's him being interviewed and then it makes a clear shift from that into the movie and I don't think they handle that transition all that well either I, I, it kind of feels like what sort of movie in the first five minutes you will be sitting there going I'm not sure what sort of movie I'm watching and then it finds its rhythm gets into its groove so that's another thing I would knock it down for out with that I think it's brilliant I, I really really enjoyed it can't wait to own this one this one's a definite own for me I'm looking forward to hearing what a lot of American audiences will make of this because certainly the short stories feel really British to me uh, or European they don't feel like American stories so that'll either work to its advantage or work to its disadvantage I didn't necessarily find the movie scary at all um, I just found it really well constructed and well acted and I'll be interested to see how many people have issue with the ending because I do hear a lot of that from some of the reviews thus far. People just can't get behind the ending. Once again, I totally get behind the ending. I liked it. I thought it was clever. Um, not the most original ending I've seen in a horror movie, but certainly they, they set it up, they stick to their guns and they deliver a, a very dark ending to a pretty amazing horror movie. So yeah, Ghost Stories gets a 4.5 from me. High chance that this will get a 5 upon a second watch. So there we go. That is Ghost Stories. It is out in the UK just now. I don't think it's got much longer left. Maybe about a week, two tops before it gets pulled. Um, and it is out in the USA as of the 20th of April. So a day after this episode drops, go and check it out in the cinema. Support fucking cinematic horror at the moment. Uh, and the next bonus episode review I do for a cinema horror movie will be A Quiet Place and that'll be coming in just under a week's time. So there we go. Keep your eyes peeled for it, ladies and gents. Keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to take my final break of the show. When I come back, I'm closing it out right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode number 76. This has been looking at Ghost Stories, released in the UK already. It's been out for a couple of weeks and about to get released in the States, Friday the 20th of April. Hopefully you check out that one. I'm looking forward to some conversation on the Facebook group page when people start checking this movie out. Let me know what you think. Um, did you enjoy it as much as me? Uh, did it go too far? Did it not go far enough? Did you like that ending like I did? Uh, I can't wait to hear what people make of this movie. Podcast Under the Stairs will return on Sunday with this number five from the 88 Films Italian Collection looking at uh, Zombie Holocaust Oh yeah, Zombie Holocaust. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I know some of the listeners uh, have already been posting on Twitter and Facebook that they've already watched the movie. So they are now rapidly waiting. And if you've not seen it before, go and check it out. It's going to be a ton of fun discussing that movie. Uh, just crossing the first five titles off the list. Uh, and we have, we have so much more fun coming up in the second five titles uh, on the list from the the 88 films Italian collection we're going to be covering some a whole hell of a lot of nonsense I've been posting a lot about it in the Facebook group page because I've been really excited to kind of cross off certain things and get to that point where we're like yeah we're going to be doing the next lot and in the next rung we have A Blade in the Dark, Anthropopicus, Hitchhike, 
Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 and SS Experiment Camp. So, at least one video nasty in there. Uh, so it's going to be fun getting to all of them to chat about them in the next five that will be coming over the next couple of months. As always, there's a multitude of ways to check out the podcast under the stairs. I advocate you check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across and subscribe to the feed. That way you get the episodes as and when they drop access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content and there is so much of it now, so many episodes. Please leave us a rating and a review while you're over there. Um, the ratings, super important, five stars preferably. The more of them we get, the higher up the iTunes were pushed uh, for people to come across and check out our show. Reviews are your words on why people should check us out. Take seconds for you to do, it doesn't cost anything, is the best way to support podcasts under the stairs. So please leave us some kind words over on iTunes, it really does help the podcast. You can check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play and the TuneIn app. Uh, you can support this podcast by purchasing some merch. We're down to, I think it's 12 uh, T-Pugs pins are left. That is all that is left, 12. Ladies and gents, when they're gone, they're gone. And there's some posters in there as well. Not many of them left either. They can be purchased by going to our website, tputtscast.com and click on the merch tab or go directly to our merch page which is tputtscast.bidcartel.com Please visit our Facebook group page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast All are welcome, it's a safe environment to chat horror amongst like-minded individuals uh, Interact with Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputtscast.com Right, ladies and gents, that does it for this bonus episode. I hope your Thursday flies in. It's almost the weekend. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I look forward to speaking to you all on Sunday with more teapots coming back with the 88 Films Italian Collection Disc Number 5. But wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, this is Duncan McLeese broadcasting live from under the stairs, signing off.
Let's go!